grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The sermon text for this morning is that reading from Acts that Pastor Tig read just a few minutes ago. And actually, these next few weeks in the Easter season, we will be looking a lot more at Acts. And, and personally, I love the book of Acts. I think it is an exciting book. I love hearing the stories of the apostles in those first few years after Jesus ascended back to heaven. And I love, love this great glimpse that it gives us at the beginnings of the Christian church that, that Acts gives especially to us today. Two things especially excite me when I read Acts. The first is just this pace that you feel throughout the whole thing. Immediately, the world is changed by the good news of this resurrection. Immediately, thousands of lifelong Jews repent and recognize that, that, that their promised Messiah was Jesus who had come to earth and died and rose again. And then immediately, Christianity spreads throughout the Gentile community too, baptizing tens of thousands of people into the community of God's people. And you can feel that in our reading for today, just how quick this whole thing is spreading so much and so big that crowds are following the apostles, wanting to even have Peter's shadow fall on them. It's exciting to read Acts and hear about the gospel spreading throughout the entire world. The second thing that excites me is seeing the people that are on the front lines of this wildfire that's spreading throughout the world the apostles. It's truly like watching a superhero movie or, or hearing stories about heroes from war. These men are, who have spent their, the, the entire time in the Gospels not getting it, not understanding it, now they do. Now that they've seen the risen Christ and they understand what Jesus was teaching them the whole time. And God uses the apostles in just big, tremendous ways throughout the book of Acts. And as someone entering into the ministry, I'm, I'm inspired by them. I, I see that example as something great. But the whole thing is also pretty intimidating. In fact, this whole topic of spreading the gospel can be pretty intimidating. The angel's command to the apostles when they were in prison was pretty simple. Go and, and speak the words of life. But in, in practice, this is so difficult. And I'm speaking from the heart here, completely honest with you, that it is often intimidating for me to speak the gospel, especially up here in the pulpit. There are many weeks when I'm preparing a sermon that I spend hours hopelessly searching for and praying for just the right words to say up here, the right words that will resonate with you people who are listening to me, but also, most importantly, are true and Get the point of Jesus across. Words that accurately communicate the gospel of Jesus. You know, if you want to either make a pastor's day or ruin his week, on your, on, on your way out of here, give a quick one-sentence summary of the, the sermon. If, if you are right, the pastor will go home and say to his wife, I was understandable. They got something from it. They knew what I was talking about the whole time. Praise be to God. However, if you recap the sermon and it's completely off base, well, then the pastor will be thinking in his mind, wait, Joe heard me say that in my sermon? What else is everyone else hearing from me when I'm up here? Communicating the gospel 
is hard. And don't think that that's just for pastors in the pulpit, for, for vicars too, but for all of us. We are all Christians who are called to speak the gospel into our world. From the youngest Christians to the oldest, if you have the ability to speak words at all, those are words that God has given to you to share this gospel, to speak it to your family, your friends, your community. And if we're honest with ourselves, it's pretty intimidating. How can we get the right words to say? Why can't we be just like Peter in the book of Acts? He had it all figured out. That, that quick sermon that he gave, listen to how succinctly he accuses the religious leaders. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging on a tree. Ooh, that is some biting accusation. But then immediately Peter gives them the gospel. He preaches the gospel of Jesus too, saying, God exalted Jesus at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Peter had the exact right words to say. They got to the point, they cut to the heart, and healed with the forgiveness of Christ. These words from Peter are a powerful witness to Christ, and they're a great way for us to end our reading today. But actually, the next verse is also pretty important. In the next verse, we actually hear the reaction to Peter's short sermon. After Peter makes his case and sweetly speaks the gospel, the religious leaders were enraged and wanted to kill the apostles. Peter did everything right. He spoke the words, he shared the gospel, and yet it didn't work. The chief priests didn't repent of their sin and believe in Jesus. In fact, they became even angrier and wanted then to kill the apostles instead of just throwing them in prison. We can search for, and we can want the exact right words to share the gospel. But truth be told, that won't be enough. There is no magic set of words to convince someone of Jesus' love. There's not a perfect proof to show someone that Jesus rose from the dead. Instead, there is just this often frustrating mission that God has given to all believers to speak the gospel even though it is so often intimidating to even begin it. Peter's perfect sermon wasn't successful, at least in changing the minds of those religious leaders that day. But we need to take a step back and think about who the, the whole scriptures say God is. The picture that the whole scriptures give us of our God. Because God is persistent and his mission is unshakable. From the first sin in the garden, God promised to send a savior. And then after thousands of years of dealing with, complaining, and idolatrous people, God sent Jesus to be born of Mary. Then even with the best attempts humans could do to to mess up God's plan by killing Jesus on the cross— Well, God's mission is unshakable. God raised Jesus from the dead, and then that cross that humans meant for death, well, that becomes then the way all humans are saved. God's mission is unshakable. God is persistent. Through time, things that look like failure to humans, well, that's actually where God is persistent. 
We see this in Acts 2 in our reading. The apostles are preaching and spreading the love of Christ, and they're thrown in prison for it. But God's mission is so unshakable that an angel breaks them out. And then right when you'd expect these apostles to maybe go into hiding, lay low for a couple days, instead they go right back to the heart of the city, to the temple, to keep preaching this good news of God. They are unshakable. They are relentless. In the end, nearly every one of the apostles was killed for their faith. But they didn't stop speaking the gospel. Why is that? The resurrection. The resurrection that changes everything. The greatest threat that people could throw at the apostles to to quiet them, to make them stop speaking, would have been death. But the resurrection changes everything. What, what does death matter when Jesus himself has promised to resurrect them as well? And so through every perfect sermon that failed to convert their hearers, through every threat, every imprisonment, and even death, the apostles were just as unshakable as the God that they followed and the gospel that they were sharing. Relentless, unshakable, and persistent. So I don't know today if I used all of the right words up here. When you're done, you can give me your one-sentence summary, and and we'll we'll see how, how successful it all was. But I also know that regardless of my own ability and strength, God's message of salvation will go out into the world. The message of salvation has made its way through thousands of years and thousands of miles away to your ears today. And God will preserve it going out, even if he uses imperfect instruments such as you and me. God is persistent, and there is no person too unqualified to share God's word. The great reformer and pastor Martin Luther had a prayer that he would pray before every sermon. And I want to read it for you today. Lord God, you have appointed me as a pastor in your church. But you see how unsuited I am to meet so great and difficult a task. If I had lacked your help, I would have ruined everything long ago. Therefore, I call upon you. I wish to devote my mouth and my heart to you. I shall teach the people. I myself will learn and ponder diligently upon your word. Use me as your instrument, but do not forsake me. For if I should ever be on my own, I would easily wreck it all. If I had lacked your help, I would have ruined everything long ago. But God is unshakable. And God will use you and use me to accomplish his will for this world, to spread his gospel. God is persistent. There's no time in our lives that isn't an opportunity to share God's word. Last week, I was talking to a a retired pastor who's living in the Lutheran Haven. And he's been retired for several years at this point, but you wouldn't actually know it if you just talked to him. Because he shares stories about his ministry so vividly with every detail like they happened yesterday. And actually, while he was talking, I I asked him how long he was a pastor. 
I don't remember the exact word, uh, exact number. It was something like 50 years so far. So far. When he said that, I, I had to smile. Even this man who has lived a whole life of ministry in God's church, in Jesus' church, he's not done yet. Still in this place and wherever God takes him next, he is still God's servant. And God is persistent in his mission. And he will keep working through instruments like you and me for many, many years. So it's no accident where God has placed you today. In this place today and wherever you go tomorrow, God gives us an opportunity to be his instrument. To speak his word and to share the good news of the resurrection that has changed absolutely everything. In Jesus' name, amen.